1: Hello, I'm Jason Dick, and this is the CQ on Congress Coronavirus Special Report. We're bringing you daily updates on the policy news you need to know using the reporting prowess of CQ Roll Call. Today is Thursday, May 21st, 2020. The Labor Department reported today that another 2.4 million Americans filed for first-time unemployment benefits last week. That brings the total since mid-March, when the pandemic took hold in the United States, to more than 38 million. And that is with parts of the United States beginning to open. That means nearly one out of five working adults have filed the claim and are out of work. No one knows what the economy that comes back will look like. If social distancing rules become the new norm, fewer workers will be needed in many places, such as restaurants, stadiums, and airplanes, just to name a few. So the future of work and how we work is a big question mark. How Congress works is also in flux. We will examine that and how some lawmakers are trying to prevent companies from being held liable if their employees contract the coronavirus while on the job. We begin with CQ Roll Call's Jim Saxa. The pandemic has temporarily closed
2: around a third of U.S. small businesses. To help keep them alive, Congress created the Paycheck Protection Program to offer them forgivable loans to cover payroll and some other fixed costs. But many small businesses have said the program's rules are too strict. So today, the Senate tried to hotline a bill to tweak the program and make it more flexible. But at least one senator was cool on the idea. Maine Republican Susan Collins introduced a measure this afternoon that would have given small businesses more flexibility in how they use the program's funds. The idea was to pass it by unanimous consent. Before putting the motion on the floor, though, leadership calls every Senate office to see if anyone will object. But Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell wrapped up the session without making the motion, so someone must have said no. The Senate is taking next week off for Memorial Day, so the program won't see any legislative changes until June. The way the Paycheck Protection Program, or PPP, works right now is that a small business can get a loan to pay employees and fix costs like rent. If they follow the PPP rules, then they won't have to pay back the loans. One of those rules says the companies have to use the money over an eight-week period. But the shutdowns are lasting longer than that for a lot of businesses, so the bill would have doubled the eight-week period to 16 weeks. It also would have let companies use the money for buying PPE or retrofitting their businesses to accommodate social distancing. It would also extend the application deadline till the end of the year. The House plans to vote next week on its own PPP flexibility bill. And that bill was introduced by Minnesota Democrat Dean Phillips and Texas Republican Chip Roy. And a companion was introduced in the Senate today. That bill goes further than the version the Senate tried to hotline today. But some senators have said it may go too far.
1: Now to CQ Roll Call's Mary Ellen McIntyre on the latest health policy.
0: Senate Republicans are insisting that the next pandemic relief package include liability protections for employers, something which President Donald Trump says he supports. The Chamber of Commerce and the National Association of Manufacturers are both pushing for lawmakers to restrict lawsuits that people who get sick or die after exposure to COVID-19 on the job may bring. Senator John Cornyn of Texas is leading the effort to draft the legislation. But progressive groups are resisting the idea. Frontline workers who would be most at risk of being exposed to the virus would already struggle to bring a lawsuit against their employers because the workers' compensation system prohibits them from doing so. It could also be difficult for workers to bring a lawsuit because employers could apply pandemic liability limits. Left-leaning small business owners say they oppose immunity for corporations. Meanwhile, the Department of Health and Human Services announced it was working with the drug company AstraZeneca to make 300 million doses of a coronavirus vaccine available as soon as October of this year. The U.S. is providing more than $1 billion for its development. The drug is currently in an initial clinical trial, and a later phase of the clinical trial will include a study with 30,000 participants and a pediatric trial. As all 50 states have begun to lift some of the restrictions that have been in place to slow the spread of the virus— states continue to increase their testing. The U.S. is regularly conducting more than 300,000 tests per day, and yesterday conducted more than 400,000 new tests. Several states have announced new plans for increasing their testing capacities, such as how New Jersey is allowing pharmacists to conduct tests. But a new study out of the University of Minnesota warns against overtesting in low-risk settings, like schools, unless there's a clear cluster of cases. The researchers also say that they don't recommend widespread community-based testing or randomized testing in most
1: workplaces. Finally, CQ Roll Call's Catherine Tully McManus lets us know what the latest is for how the House and its members will work for the next 44 days.
3: After months of discussion, proxy voting has arrived in the House. For at least the next 44 days, House members who cannot travel to Washington because of the coronavirus pandemic can remain at home and still cast their votes on the House floor and take part in committee meetings. Last week, the House approved a temporary change to House rules that made it possible for Speaker Nancy Pelosi to activate proxy voting on Wednesday. It allows for the possibility of an extension beyond the first 45 days. Letters from House lawmakers designating their colleagues as proxies are already flowing into the House Clerk's office as of Thursday, with more expected to come in before House votes are scheduled for next week. Any single member can serve as a proxy for up to 10 other lawmakers under the rules. The first potential use of proxy voting would be on May 27th or May 28th, when the House meets to consider a reauthorization of the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act and a bill to adjust the terms of the Paycheck Protection Program, which was created to provide small businesses with loans during the coronavirus crisis. Votes in committee won't happen so quickly. While committees will use the activation of proxy and remote proceedings to begin holding hearings, each panel must conduct at least two virtual hearings and a closed practice session of a virtual markup before an official binding markup with votes on legislation will be allowed. That leaves the timeline for when remote markups may happen up in the air.
1: That's our CQ on Congress coronavirus special report for today. We'll be back Tuesday, the day after Memorial Day, with the latest. I'm Jason Dick, and for all of us in the CQ Roll Call newsroom, have a nice, good, long weekend.